I am tearing up. <laughs> it's just about it. screamed right now, <laughs> and I'm not even there. <laughs> now that's inspirational, Natalie. <laughs> I feel inspired today. <laughs> Part two I, of you can, I could be here for another <laughs> no. hour. Yeah, I always go, if he winds up homeless on the street, it's my fault. <laughs> I don't know what got into my head, but I thought, I thought this thought, you know, if I'm working year round, I might as well get paid year round. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and subscribe today. Now, it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sweet Talk, our weekly podcast here at Idaho State University's Continuing Education and Workforce Training. I am Paul Dickey, your co-host as always, um, the Video Instruction Manager and Apprenticeship Coordinator, coordinator here at Sweet. See, I, I told you, Gary, that's <laughs> yes. lack of coffee. Yes. And uh, as always, is uh, joining us is Gary Salazar, the Director here at Continuing Education Workforce Training. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you very much, Paul. And uh, we're having our podcast today on a Friday and it's uh, snowing outside. So I'm glad to be inside with all of you. And uh, it's warm in here. Hello, Angela. Angela Wilhelm, who's our marketing coordinator here in Continuing Workforce Training. Glad to have you on board with us. How are you today? I'm doing well, but uh, Tom has this beautiful spring mountain scene behind him. And I'm really wishing outside looked like that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful scene. And she's referring to our guest. Uh, we're having a, a wonderful guest today, Tom Putnam, who's the executive director for College and Career Readiness here within the College of Technology. Tom Putnam, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Gary. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm doing well. It's I enjoy the winter and the snow. Not everyone does, but I do. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great day. There you go. There you go, Angela. All right. There, there's good good snow enough to go around out there right now. <laughs> Tom, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, co your college, your your executive directorship and, and college and career readiness and what you're doing. So, but first, we'd always like to have our, our guests uh, learn a little bit about the background from our from our guests uh, who are appearing with us. Would you mind giving us a few groups on uh, your background? Yeah. So uh, in terms of my background and, or the program itself, what, what are just, you Just yourself for? first. Sure. So my background um, as the executive director, I've been in this position just a little under two years. But um, it, prior to this, one, one of the, the big pieces of my background was uh, community and economic development work. So really focusing on projects and programs um, that help people um, in, in a variety of fashions. Uh, so I spent about 10 years of my career um, working with folks uh, from economically disadvantaged backgrounds to try to help lift them out, out of poverty through asset building. So I was really fortunate to work on a, a large regional grant here in the uh, eastern Idaho that allowed uh, me to focus on that type of work. Um, and then I also have uh, some background in terms of counseling. So I'm, I'm a licensed counselor and I really enjoy that type of work. So I love to see people make um, uh, changes and growth in their lives and um, so that's really a, the type of work that this is. Um, it's a little bit different in some aspects in terms of what we're doing with college and career readiness, but ultimately that's the kind of work that I've been involved with for the last 20 years of my career is just helping people um, make changes, improve their lives through education, 
through asset development, um, you know, and just and looking at structural changes and how they can make uh, improvements in their lives. And, and, um, and so that's been fun. I enjoy it. That's the kind of work that I really love to do. Super, super, so much. Uh, wonderful work there. A wonderful background to have in that position. Thank you for doing all that. And now, would you tell us a little bit about um, what the position has on college and career readiness oversees a couple of different functions in there? Maybe talk about that for us, please. Yeah, so college and career readiness, it's a great resource. Um, oftentimes, one of the things we recognize is a lot of the community doesn't really understand or know kind of the hidden gem in terms of what we have with college and career readiness mm -hmm. right here in the College of Technology. So what we tell folks is that we're kind of the tip of the spear if you think about the education um, perspective or continuum. So we start with individuals who may be um, seeking to gain their GED. Maybe they dropped out of high school for, for any particular reason, right? Or they may be younger. They may be um, you know, under 18 and, and still eligible to go to traditional high school, but that model doesn't fit very well for them. So we have um, these adult education services that allow people to work towards their GED or their high school equivalency. Um, and to start with that kind of fundamental foundation of what you're going to need to be successful in a, in a college career, or if you just want to go out and start in, in any type of career uh, out in the workforce, it gives you that kind of foundational setting with your, your GED or your high school equivalency. So that's, that's the first program that we have, and that focuses around adult education. The other part of adult education that we have is, is English as a second language. So one thing that we get a lot um, in our community is we get uh, refugees who are coming in who need support or help on improving their English speaking skills. Um, and so we, we provide that service. We also have folks in our community who you know, may be from a different background. They may be from Mexico, uh, or they may need some additional help or support um, learning how to speak English so that they mm -hmm. can be successful right. with their career. So those are the two primary services that we offer within adult education. And again, that's kind of the entry point for a lot of folks is they're thinking about how do I progress in my career or my college aspirations, whatever that happens to be. Uh, from there, we have some other support services and uh, help that is, that is available. Um, as part of college and career readiness, we also have what's called Center for New Directions. Uh, which is a great resource that provides uh, mental health counseling services to students in the College of Technology, as well as members of the community. So a lot of folks don't realize that, um, but it's, it's mental health as well as career counseling or academic counseling. If they're looking for, hey, I want to change careers, or uh, I, I've never started a career, a real true career, I've just kind of hopped from job to job, but I'm now thinking about what do I want to get into and what kind of um, occupation or career pathway do I see myself going down? Uh, we have licensed counselors that can help individuals with that. Or if they're struggling with mental health challenges or barriers along the way, we can support them in helping them through those things with our licensed counselors. So it's, it's a great resource, not just for students within the College of Technology, but as I mentioned, if any community member has a goal, any type of goal of going back to college or progressing in some type of career area, they can come in and get those services absolutely free. So that's oh, wow. a that's a nice resource for them. So that's that's Center for New Directions. That's it's kind of the second area of our, our program that we focus on. And then we also have what's a bridge program, what's called Start Successful Transitions and Retention Track. 
Um, I know that's been featured uh, several times on this podcast, which is a really great program because we have so many successful stories of students who have gone through that program. And it's really just an opportunity for students to uh, get a better feel for college and be more prepared for college. Um, So, you know, help in math and English, preparing for how to write papers, all those kinds of things that are going to help students be successful. Um, And then last, the the last kind of piece of our college and career readiness is what we call the TAP Center. Um, It's tutoring, academic support, and peer mentoring. Um, And so again, that's just a way for students who are here in the College of Technology, as well as any of our adult education or STAR students, if they need tutoring support or assistance, we have a whole center here to help them with that. Uh, We have mentors available if, if they need somebody that can kind of just help walk them through the progression of how to get through college or um, overcoming obstacles and barriers as you attend college, because there's there's a lot of them, right? It's challenging at times. Um, those mentors can be a really good support for them. Um, and then obviously there's also help um, with these students if they're struggling within a particular class in the College of Technology, the TAP Center can really provide more of an individualized approach and some support for that specific class that they may be struggling in. So there's just lots of resources here that really help students on a wide variety of areas and kind of keep them moving down that college and career pathway. Yeah, that's great, wonderful. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm really interested in uh, uh, the GED program that you that you run because you know I I've, I've always wondered um, you know because obviously they a lot of your students in the GED program didn't finish high school and they've come back. What do you find is the biggest motivator for the students that return that want to get their GED? It's a good question. There's, you know, we find a wide variety of motivations for why people come back, but I think in most cases, what it boils down to is folks get to a point in their lives. um, The ones who've been out of school for a while, at least are coming back to get their GED. And they realize if I want to have, um, an actual career, you know, and have a successful progression in um, a career area, I need to start with getting some basic skills, right? Starting with the GED, I've got to get my high school equivalency. And then from there, really sort of map out an idea of where I want to go. It might even be with, with you folks with SWEET, right? Where, where they're going to get some non-credit training, um, or it may be a, a, something in the College of Technology that's totally credit-based, and it's a, maybe a two-year program, or you know something else that's in the technical field, or it might be a bachelor's degree. But either way, most students come back because they realize, hey, I need those fundamental skills. Even if I want to progress in my current job, I need that high school equivalency. And so we, we're really trying to work with employers too to try to incentivize that, right? To, to say, hey, if you have individuals who are within your workplace that, that for whatever reason don't have a GED, we've got resources and this can help them progress in their their career pathway if they start here. And then we've got lots of offshoots that can help them in different ways. So I have a question, Tom. Uh, You mentioned earlier that these resources were free. Does that include the counseling for people who are community members? Yeah, it does. All of the services that we offer here, and we, we try to inform all of our students when they come up here to the third floor of the Roy F. Christensen building, we, we basically tell them everything here is at no cost, right? And I try to be really clear with students about that. If you need counseling, 
Um, if you need tutoring support, all of that is, is free to you as long as you're enrolled in the services that we offer, right? So, um, so they have to be pursuing a GED, they have to be in the START program or a College of Tech program, but if they're in one of those programs, um, essentially they can get any of the services that we offer for free, the um, academic or career counseling, mental health counseling, uh, whatever it is that they need. And that's nice for students because they know when they come to this floor, we're not going to be asking them for money. Um, we're going to be trying to point them in the right direction and make a good fit for them in terms of, of matching their needs um, to the services that we have. So I have a follow-up question. With your English as a second language, what are the requirements for those individuals seeking that? Do they uh, need to show residency or is that something that you uh, do not look for or ask for? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, in terms of requirements for ESL, um, no, they do not have to show residency. Um, you know, we, we do generally ask them some basic information in terms of the intake paperwork that we require. So they have to give us an address and a phone number and things of that nature, uh, but they don't have to prove residency. Um, they cannot be enrolled if you're an ESL student in a college level program. And we've had some of that from time to time. There are other resources at the university for students who are enrolled in college already that are trying to work on their English language skills. Um, but in order to access our ESL program, they need to be unenrolled from college. Um, and, and, you know, basically that's about it, right? Um, and, and so there's, there really is no requirement, no residency questions, anything like that. Uh, we just try to get that basic intake paperwork and information completed and then try to, to let them know kind of based on where your skill level is, is where we're going to put you in the appropriate class, whether that's like the beginning English speaker we have some kind of intermediate classes and then we have some very much more advanced classes for, for students who are, are progressing within their English speaking skills, but still need a little bit more help to, to get where they want to be. Mm -hmm. I'm just, just curious, Tom, do you see, I mean, you're offering some wonderful variety, some diversity in programs here. Do you see, are they getting balanced uh, numbers of, of participants or does one, uh, like ESL, is that getting the most right now, or is it uh, Center for New Directions? Are the is one getting most uh, mo feeling most need right now, or are they all pretty much the same? I think it goes in kind of uh, waves, right? Um, particularly throughout the year, there's there's peaks and, and then there's also lulls depending on what's going on for students. One of the things that we've really had a struggle with in the last couple of years. Number one, COVID, yeah. that's been a big challenge for everybody, right? And, and, and we're certainly not exempt from that issue as well in terms of students being able to come in again and, and get services and feel comfortable coming in a learning environment and, um, you know, the mask issues and all that. So, um, so COVID it definitely impacted our numbers overall. But I would say, um, for the most part, if you're talking about adult education, this year, what we've we've tended to notice, which is actually a little different in the past, is that our ESL numbers are down and our, our GED participation is slightly up. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in, in years past, like last year, it was actually totally reversed where our ESL numbers were up a little bit and our GED participation was down just a little bit. Wow. But overall, we're definitely in a position where we can serve more people and we want to serve more people. 
um, in all of our programs. Um, Center for New Directions gets a lot of utilization, depends on the time of year because we serve um, students in the College of Technology, for example, in Center for New Directions. Um, obviously, during the fall and spring semester, our numbers are, are up quite a bit because we see enrolled college students seeking services as well as community members who are seeking services. Gotcha. So it really depends, but um, in general, we usually have a pretty good flow of participants, but for sure in adult education, we're absolutely trying to, to let folks know we've got more opportunity to serve people. There's plenty of, of space available if people are committed to coming back and getting those skills. Right. So Tom, um, you said that recently you have your GED num numbers increase. Um, do you find that maybe some of the enrollments are maybe students that didn't finish high school because, because of COVID and they were doing um, home learning and that just did not fit their needs. And now they're trying to pursue the GED now that they can actually participate in a classroom. For sure. I mean, there's examples of that, that we have seen that where um, a lot of individuals, not, I should say a lot, there were a select number of individuals who thought, hey, maybe I'll try the online learning format. It's more, it definitely has some advantages, right? There's the level of flexibility. Um, you're, you're, you're able to do things differently than you would in a traditional style classroom. <clears throat> but what we've noticed a lot is that um, it's, it's pretty difficult sometimes to replace the level of instruction and the one-on-one -on -one attention that we can provide in a classroom over an online format. Um, and it does work. We even have some online GED options for students and, and it does work for some folks. Uh, but for, I would say one of the things we've learned is that for a large percentage, it's very difficult to replace that in-person on-campus instruction where you're gonna get that uh, a little bit more um, individualized support from our instructors because right. they're gonna know what your needs are. So we have seen more of that as COVID has kind of broken a bit and come, we've come back in person. Um, you know, I, that, that's something that students I think are seeking more. They're seeking more of that exchange with instructors because they miss that interaction and they need that input that their instructors can provide wow. in an in-person context. Right, right. That's so good. You, you know, Tom, I, I'm not sure. I just want to clarify. Do you have some off-campus sites as well uh, where you provide services to the community? Yeah, we actually do. So so our program, it's a little bit unique. We, we serve more than just the Bennett County area. So we actually have what we call outreach offices based in American Falls and Blackfoot. Okay. Um, I think that's an important factor, too, because if folks are in those communities, they can take GED and ESL classes um, from those outreach or satellite locations. So in Blackfoot, we're, we're over on West Pacific Street. It used to be the old Blackfoot Medical Plaza over there. Um, and we have an office that's open um, usually four to five days a week. And we have instructors that are there. So it's really nice. Students have that that luxury if you live in the Blackfoot area or surrounding area and it's easier yeah. to get to Blackfoot, there you go. Um, same with American Falls. Um, we actually have a great partnership with the American Falls School District uh, and are located where their district offices are. Uh, we have a, a classroom there. And so same situation, if you live in American Falls or surrounding location, you can come and take those classes right there rather than having to travel clear in Pocatello. So it's a good option for a lot of students. 
Super, super. With all that, if somebody was, uh, I, I imagine there's some trepidation with some folks going, hey, I, I'm not sure I want to go to a university or, you know, some concern with that. W what do you tell folks who might be a, a little fearful of coming to the, the big university? I mean, certainly some of those, I was I was certainly a little cautious about it initially. And, and if, if you're coming from a different background, you might not feel a lot of comfort. What do you tell those folks? It's an important question because that's that's a campus location. While for us is great, we have a lot of the resources that the university mm -hmm. provides, and we're really grateful and blessed in that that respect. The flip side of it is exactly what you're talking about, though, Gary. Is that it, a campus can be intimidating for a lot of folks yeah. who are simply trying to just complete, or I shouldn't say just, who are trying to start at completing their GED mm -hmm. and then move on, or just, or you know, say, hey, I want to just come in and get ESL classes and that's it, that's fine. But coming to a campus can be intimidating. It's difficult to know where to park. Uh, it's difficult to know where to go. Um, sometimes our signage is not always great. So one of the things that we try to tell people is number one, there's a variety of options. If, it, if it's more comfortable for you, sometimes we have classes um, out in our community in the local churches that are ESL classes in the evening. That helps provide a level of comfort for people so that if coming to the campus is a little um, too intimidating or challenging, this provides a second option for you to come and get evening classes for, for ESL. Um, we also try to make it more accessible for students. We provide parking passes. Um, we try to make sure that they uh, feel comfortable and are aware of our processes um, so that it doesn't feel overwhelming um, from the first day, right? Uh, we have an orientation with them so that they can get more familiar with how things work. Um, but but ultimately, that that is a kind of a central uh, challenge, I think, for a lot of individuals is that it's intimidating when you first come onto a campus. Once you start to learn the lay of the land and you understand what's going on, usually everything's okay. But that initial first step to come onto campus can be a hard one. Right, right. It's it is. Hey, I can tell that we're getting close to the end. But before we uh, hear that little timer thing go off, uh, Tom, would really love to give you an opportunity to let people know how could they best reach out to your office, your department, if they had questions. What's the best way for them to do that? Uh, that's a, that's that's something that we always want folks to know. Is you know how if you have questions, if you're thinking or even considering. Um, about you know whether it's getting your GED, ESL classes, um, or you just want a little brush up on you're trying to get into college and you want to try to you know take a placement exam in college and you need some help with that. Those are resources that we can provide. So I always encourage people to reach out to our front desk. We have an amazing person out there. Her yeah. name is Diana. Diana is our front office receptionist, um, and you can reach her at two zero eight two eight two. 2468. Uh, so right. again, that's 282-2468. Um, yeah. and, and the reason that I encourage people to just call that main number is because from there, she can really direct individuals to the resources that you're looking for. So if it's START, if it's Center for New Directions, if it's GED, ESL, whatever it happens to be, she'll put you in touch with the right person. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tom. Hey, you probably heard the timer go off. You know, we're, we're at the end of, of another fabulous podcast. For those of you in the community who've been listening, uh, this is Tom Putnam, who's our guest today. I've been talking about college and career readiness and, and all the wonderful resources that they provide to students who are here and also students who are folks who are just 
thinking about it or they want to come back and and get some skills. Uh, what a great department that is with uh, uh, a lot of wonderful people. They're right above us on the third floor here in building 48, which is the uh, RFC building on campus. And they'll take care of your parking. You know, you just, you just <laughs> need to show up and let them help you. It, it's a tremendous, tremendous support. So thank you, Tom, for what you do. you got a great team up there. Uh, I love interfacing with them in, in all the different functional areas. Paul and Angela, we're we're at the end again. We are we've had yeah. a great uh, conversation with uh, with Tom, and and maybe we ought to start wrapping this up. Yeah. What do you think? I just got one last thing to add. Mm -hmm. um, uh, people might not know, but um, the Tom's program also provides a graduation ceremony oh, for all their GED yes. grad graduates each year. Um, and you know, because I've been um, you know honored to be a part of that, streaming it for them. Uh, in, for the community. Uh, and I always thought that was a great, you get to see all these families come together and support their loved ones uh, in this moment for of celebration. And I, I always thought that was one of the coolest things is uh, that they do that for their graduates. Great point. Uh, very, very good point, Paul. And and Tom, that is, that is wonderful. It puts a great exclamation point on people who are coming through. Thank you for doing that. Um, I've been to a couple of those and hey, there's so much fun, especially because of the families who get to see one of their family members coming on through. It's excellent. It is an yeah. awesome process. We love it. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Oh, okay. So thank you all for joining us. And um, if you need to reach out to us, you can do that by emailing at cetrain at isu.edu. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also visit our website to see what classes we have available at cetrain.isu.edu. And you can call our office and speak to all our lovely people at the front office at 208-282-3372. And Gary, again, you can't do this without you, man. Yeah, man. It's awesome. It's been, it's another great sweet talk. Thank you so much. Thank you, Angela. Tom, thank you very much for being a guest today. Uh, great talk. Thanks and for having me, guys. You all be safe out there. <laughs>